You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've got uh, my good friend AJ Vickery in today, sitting in for Andy, who uh, I guess he's doing handiwork. Yes. Handy Andy. Yeah. So uh, thanks for coming in. You bet. No problem. Uh, on this rainy uh, Vancouver morning, broadcasting live across the Course Radio Network. We've uh, got a really interesting show for you today. Of course, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions uh, later on in the hour. We'll also get the app of the week from Christina. And uh, in a little bit, we'll also be talking with uh, Peter Nowak uh, about uh, brick-and-mortar stores trying to learn a few tricks from their online counterparts. It's quite interesting. Lots of uh, news uh, this uh, week, uh, AJ, in the uh, tech world. Uh, Facebook um, begins testing live video for smartphones. It was only a matter of time before your entire life in live live video will be on the Internet. (laughs) So Facebook, uh, you know, Love it or hate it. Uh, annoying at times because people are basically posting everything about their lives, what they had for breakfast, where they're going now, who they're seeing. Uh, they have a, a new live video feature that will be rolling out uh, over the next uh, few months that allows you to live stream right to your Facebook news feed. So uh, now when you're having those waffles in the morning with maple syrup, uh, <laughs> you can actually video that in real time so everyone on Facebook can see what you're doing at that exact minute. See, the only problem is, though, what if you screw up? <laughs> what if you screw it's up? It's live, right? It <laughs> At is least live. if it's a video, you can trim it or you can get rid of the stupid parts. Or It's real, AJ. Yeah. It's real. It's real live. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's a couple other competitors out in that space. Uh, I, th- I think one of the big ones that kind of started it was uh, an app called Meerkat. Uh, then Twitter got into the game with Periscope. And yeah. that's something uh, you know we do uh, very often on our radio show here. Yeah, I just noticed we're not Periscoping today. No. It's a long story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to see Facebook now getting into it. Uh, I think they're going to do well with it. You know, when we Periscope our uh, radio show, again, that's like live video streaming, we get a few hundred uh, listeners. But I just think, you know, the sheer amount of Facebook users out there, you know, there's a, a billion active users. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. The weird thing is going to just be the notification, right? Like, so when you start uh, Facebook Live, um, in your whatever you're up to, uh, am I going to get a little push notification that something's going on, or do I literally be, need to be in my feed to see that happening at that time? Yeah, AJ's walking his dog. Tune in now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a dream come true. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I bet highly annoying for a long time until it kind of shakes out. They're testing it out right now, so uh, I think over the next few months we'll see that feature roll out to uh, a lot of the other uh, Facebook. Uh, uh, iPhone well, users you well. know what I found interesting with uh, Periscope is that um, it's actually there's be- become this entire sort of commercial and advertising component to it where all sort of the big brands are seeing how important it is to sort of be doing these live uh, broadcasts as well. It's, I would say, kind of like testing the waters, if you will, because yeah. it's kind of hit and miss. Uh, but there has been some pretty, pretty cool uh things that have been done with it, including the release of a of a new film that we talked about in around Halloween time. Um I wonder if that's what's going to happen with Facebook as well. So now you're going to see these brand ads live. Uh, I can only I can only dream. Yeah, <laughs> we can see live commercials happening uh, all the time. Uh, Yahoo, kind of a little dust up going up there uh, right now. Uh, Marissa Myers, uh, who came over from Google's the CEO, um, it's been there for about three years now. Not really getting the results that the investors uh, had hoped, and now they're talking about uh, spinning off uh, or selling off certain parts of it. Uh, Yahoo, uh, a while back, bought a big stake in uh, the uh, Chinese e-commerce uh, site Alibaba, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 
they want to sell that chunk to raise uh, money, but some of the investors are now saying sell off the internet uh, side of uh, Yahoo. Yeah, and the mail side and the uh, ad-supported side. What do you think? Well, you know, it just goes to show you, um, you know, Yahoo's not that old when you think about it. But no. in the scheme of internet years, it's the dinosaur, you know, yeah. uh, in some regards. And so it just it just baffles my mind that these 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 companies that were the internet when when we um sort of came up through the whole internet boom in the nineties. In, in the nineties and yep. the two thousands, uh is is just so easily for it to sort of come unstitched. It's a scary when you think about how the size of the company and, and the shortness of its... Well, you know, in technology, anything can happen. You know, back in the 90s uh, and even the 2000s, uh, Microsoft, biggest, yeah. you know, the biggest thing. Uh, Apple almost snuffed out, yeah. really. And now look at Apple, one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. So, you know, fortunes can change pretty quickly. It's funny, uh, last week I got an email uh, from MySpace uh, saying, you know, <laughs> hey, reactivate your MySpace account. <laughs> so MySpace was kind of the precursor to Facebook. Uh, all but dead now, yep. really. But it was funny. It sent me this email and had had my old profile picture from my my MySpace uh, account. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do it. No, no, I got enough uh, enough going on, which is uh, crazy. Uh, another thing, what's uh, interesting to me, uh, Songza. Yes. Do you you use Songza? Yes. Uh, music uh, streaming service. Songza is uh, perfect for me. Right. Yes. You know that. Yeah. Because I don't know a stitch thing about music. No. Like you never know who's singing what. I don't know what. You, but you, just, you know but you love music. I go on to Songza. Yeah. I it's tell it what mood I'm in. Yes. It's like hyper selective. It's like you're d you want to dance with your cat playlist. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally I want to get the baby to sleep playlist. <laughs> yeah. you, there's literally everything. Yeah. Um it's one of my favorite apps. Yeah. And uh I I didn't know this, but Google had bought them. And uh, they're phasing the Songza brand out. Yes. So as of uh, January, uh, Songza will cease to exist. Yeah. Uh, they're incorporating all of Songza. You're freaking people out everywhere now. <laughs> I know. I know. I was freaked out. Uh, they're building all of Songza's goodness into Google Play, which yeah. is Google's music streaming service. So they say that they're going to keep all the good parts of Songza into Google Play. But uh, I'm kind of sad. Yeah. Now, now I got to download Google Play. You know, it, when I, the the original four founders, um, you know, uh, and many of them still uh, now actually working within Google in the Google Play um, product line, uh, you know, are standing behind this move, uh, saying that you know why invest in two great products? Why not focus on building one great product? And you know, it kind of makes sense. You know, like put put all of their effort into um, into Google Play at a time when the whole consolidation of these music services is really coming into play. Like Apple came out with its Apple um, music service that you could subscribe to, I think, yeah. last year. Yeah, absorbed uh, Beats. And yeah. now Beats doesn't exist anymore. Now Beats doesn't exist. RDO, uh, swallowed by uh, Pandora. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's just going to be a few big ones. Uh, you know, Google, obviously, Apple. And what's Jay-Z's private title? Title, right? Title. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's long for this or that's hard yeah they just put a new um command you know person in charge starting in january who used to be at soundcloud uh, yeah so so they'll be taking the reins there that's a tough one uh, title the their streaming service uh double the price of everyone else because they want more music to go back to the artists you know i, I think that's fantastic more money, but yeah, i yeah. don't think most people care about that to give more money back to the artists yeah even though they deserve it there's no question but people always vote with their uh, they're dollars, right? Yeah. The biggest problem I have, you know, jumping back to the songs, the thing is that it just seemed to me that there was just a brand value there, uh, right. that, that's yeah. going to be lost, you know? Yeah. And, um, it, I guess it just depends on how big it, big it was. Uh, I think in Canada, 
pretty big. Yeah, but um, I'm not really sure in the in the sort of global scene. Yeah, like now that they're gonna sh- they're shutting it down, so now you got to download the Google Play Music streaming service, and yep. you know they say they're gonna have a, a free, free ad supported one. Yeah, but uh, how many people will they lose uh, because of that? Right, because then yep. you got to download that and sign up. You know, am I going to do that? Like I already I already have Spotify. Yeah. I've got Apple Music. Uh, am I going to make that effort then to? make the whole Google Play thing happen. Well, you and I are big Sonos fans. Yes. And so... Uh, and one that's of the, the, those devices for your home. The yeah, music the in-home streaming. speaker yep. system that lets you control music from an app in any room, this sort of thing. And and so one of the main ways that I listened to songs was through that. So yes. I don't currently have Google Play as a service in my songs app. Guess you're going to now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have a look at uh, how brick-and-mortar stores can uh, take a few lessons from their online counterparts. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. We're uh, deep into the holiday shopping season. And uh, I think more and more people, AJ, are uh, starting to shop online now. Um, you know, brick-and-mortar stores, you know, the physical stores aren't going to go away anytime soon. But uh, can they take a page from uh, their online counterparts? On the line right now, we've got Peter Nowak, uh, tech genius and journalist. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Hi, guys. Uh, I wanted to bring you on. Uh, you, you wrote a really interesting uh, article uh, that appeared uh, in the Globe and Mail, uh, basically talking about uh, you know shopping, but how brick-and-mortar stores uh, can actually steal a page from uh, online merchants. Yeah, I think there's a really interesting trend going on because I think the, the conventional wisdom for years has been that Amazon and uh, online retailers are basically just killing uh, physical retailers, and you know, to some extent, that's true. There's been a lot of physical retailers that have had problems that have closed up shops, especially here in Canada. You had like Target and Jacob and so on close up. Of course, there's other reasons for that, but you know, some of the um, having to compete with some of the online guys is is definitely a factor there. Um, but I think that conventional wisdom is not entirely correct because you're also seeing almost a reverse trend happening, where you're seeing some of these online companies actually opening stores. Um, so two great examples in Canada is um, Frank and Oak, which is a men's clothing retailer, started out strictly as an online uh, operation, and now they've got stores. They're opening stores all across Canada. They've got a couple in the U.S. as well. And then, of course, you've got Clearly Contacts as well, which is the, uh, you know, they started selling by selling uh, contact lenses and uh, online, and now they're opening stores as well. Um, and these companies are attracting some venture capital investment too. So that kind of means that investors are thinking, well, there's actually something to this. The big difference is, I think, is that they're using the kind of data that Amazon has on its customers, and these guys obviously have that same data, uh, and they're they're opening basically smarter stores. They know more about their customers. Well, it's interesting, uh, AJ. You do a lot of online shopping uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Amazon, it's it's spooky how much they really get to know you. You know, uh, as I'm buying stuff, you know, the recommendations that are coming up in my my page when I'm signed in are spookily uh, targeted towards me, or you know, depending on what I'm searching for. Uh, and then I'm getting emails. Hey, Mike, you know, we've got uh, some great deals on mm-hmm. these. Uh, uh, you know these these tools or these bikes, and uh, uh, like you're saying, Peter, uh, the uh, I guess the brick and mortar guys uh, are, are really trying to take a page there to make it more of a personalized uh, shopping experience for their customers. 
Yeah, I think so. I think they kind of have to do that. Uh, and it's it's uh, it's a tough transition for them because, you know, I think the, almost these uh, companies that start online first, they have the advantage when it comes to that. Sure, they don't know as much about operating an actual physical store, but I think that's almost secondary in this situation where knowing more about your customers is, is actually the, the better competitive advantage. And that's where these online companies have the big, uh, the big head start. Uh, Frank and Oak, for example, uh, it's a really interesting company. It's almost like a, uh, almost like a social network or a dating website more than it is a retailer because when you, when you sign up to the site, you have to basically create a profile and you enter in all of your preferences, your favorite colors, and so on. And uh, what you can do is, I, I've never actually, I'm not a customer, but I'm actually kind of going to, uh, I'm curious about how this all works, but uh, I want to try it out because what you can do is you can actually set up an appointment on your phone uh, at your closest store, and uh, you go in there, and they they're prepared for you. They know your size, they know your preferences, they know your colors. So you know somebody at the store meets you and basically helps you out, and uh, you know he, they're there ready with uh, things that you might like, which is a really novel way of buying clothes, I think. But it's kind of almost like the old days, like you know when you got to know uh, you know your tailor or you know the guy down at the yeah. local store. You know you'd you'd come in or you phone that you're coming in and. Uh, they'd have that personalized experience for you. And we've kind of gone away from that, but this is almost going back to that. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like we went through this phase of mass mass market, um, and I think that's the, that the stuff. The, those are the, the mass market merchants are the ones that I think have the biggest uh, challenge ahead. Uh, and it's not surprising that a lot of these big chains are the ones that are having the biggest problems and the ones that are closing the most stores. Well, there's no question the retail experience is definitely uh, changing. I mean, when you look at a company like Nordstrom's and the service that they offer in comparison to some of the, you know, some some of the other big retailers, it's a it's a you go there for a completely different um, personal custom experience, you know. And so to be able to have that online data to support uh, the knowledge or background about a customer is is an interesting component. However, I think a lot of people will be still quite afraid of of that type of knowledge. Yeah, there is that downside too. It's like, you know, if you want, it's kind of the trade-off that I guess all of technology presents with us. In this case, it's a case of, uh, you know, if you want that customized, personalized experience, then that's the trade-off you're going to have to do. You're going to have to give them your data. Uh, otherwise, if you don't want it, uh, it, you know, personally, like when I go to a store and ask me for my postal code, I'm like, what? Why do you want that? Yeah, but you'll <laughs> so, give Amazon everything. <laughs> yeah, which right? is kind of hypocritical. Yeah, so it's funny that way. Um, it's funny though because I, I spoke with a futurist a little while ago, and um, you know, what's the future of shopping going to be like? And uh, you know, one of the, he said he made a couple of interesting points. One, he said, uh, you know, we we still like to shop. People like to shop. Uh, you, you know, we don't like, what we don't like doing is shopping for the mundane stuff. You know, nobody likes, nobody, nobody really gets a lot of pleasure out of going for shopping for laundry detergent. Um, so that, I think those kind of mundane purchases, the kind of routine maintenance purchases, a lot of that stuff, I think is going to be automated. Um, you know, Amazon's got, uh, they've been experimenting with those, excuse me, those dash buttons where you can press. Those are crazy. Yeah, uh, in the UK, actually, you got Domino's Pizza as well has gotten in on that too. You press a button and a, and a pizza shows up at your house in like <laughs> half an hour, which is hilarious. And, uh, and so scary that, at the same time. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I think those sort of, you know, the routine maintenance purchases, I think all of that stuff's going to be automated, but we still do like to go out. And um, what this futurist was saying, he, he, he used the word fetish. He said, we're going to be doing a lot of fetish shopping. It has nothing to do with bondage or anything like that, but we're talking about like, you know, the things that are highly personalized, that are highly uh, customized, that, you know, are specific to you. And that's where I think this whole data 
um, you know, this data application in retail stores is going to come in. And this is where I think a lot of the physical retailers out there are going to become more like Amazon. Do you think they have to do this to survive? I think so. Um, I think there's few cases where, uh, you know, if you look at something like Walmart, again, this is another personal anecdote, but every time I go into Walmart, uh, I'm going there with the knowledge that, uh, nobody there is going to help me. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> the, the employees are, you know, they're they're paid, you know, minimum wage. They don't, they don't, they're not there to really have a lot of knowledge about the products they're selling. So, you know, whenever you ask somebody about something, they just inevitably tell you they don't know. So shopping at Walmart is basically, you know, shopping at Amazon is almost better. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty much the same experience. But Walmart is there for, you know, your low-cost shopping. But I just don't know if that's going to persist or if that's going to succeed in, in a future where you can get everything online and automated. And then, you know, we haven't even touched on all of these uh, crazy things that Amazon and others are doing in terms of delivery with uh, drones and so on and so on. So hmm. that's a whole uh, o- that's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, uh, where can people find out more information about you? Uh, you can look at uh, go to my website, which is alphabetic.com, or uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Peter Nowak. Peter Nowak, uh, journalist. Uh, you got to check out uh, his website. When we come back, we're going to go open line, taking your tech calls and questions. Six. 04-280-9898. Anywhere in North America, 1-877-399-9898. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and AJ here in studio today. We're going to open up the phone lines now. We're going to take your tech calls and questions. Uh, if you need any uh, help with uh, your technology, and, and who doesn't, uh, we can... We can help you. Or if you want some uh, advice on what to buy for this uh, holiday season for gifts and stuff, uh, we're full. Good of, time of the year for that. We're full of great ideas. 604 280 9898. And uh, if you're phoning long distance, 1 877 399 9898. If you're not already shopped out from Black Friday or Cyber Monday, oh, Cyber yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I just have no money anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All these great deals. I want to give a shout out to a couple big uh, Get Connected fans, Marlene and Emily, uh, who are uh, listening uh, right now as well. 604 280 9898. Give us a call. Did you buy anything Black Friday? Shopped. Did you? Shopped. Didn't buy. Oh, okay. Yeah, window shopped. Window shopped on my MacBook screen. Looking at TVs. Or, or are you? Always looking at, at TVs. TVs. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. guy thing, isn't it? Yeah. I've, yeah. I mean, I've still got the uh, the, the two-inch bezel around my 47-inch Samsung TV, and, and yeah. I'm thinking it's killing you. same footprint. Yeah. I can have a 55-inch with no bezel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What does your better half think? She doesn't care. No. No. <laughs> she doesn't get it. No. And then, like, do you go 4K? Well, you have. I guess you sort of have. I mean, you know, you sort of have to. But there's some crazy Black Friday deals yeah. and cyber deals um, in the non 4K TVs, like five hundred dollar TVs. Yeah, or, they're kind of half the price, really. Yeah, yeah. With 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 everything you're looking for in terms of refresh rate, and, and you know, I mean, even at what I was trying to sell it on was think of the power consumption savings a year. Yeah, because those you TVs are saving the environment, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm going to use. Okay, I'm going online. You got the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think there's going to be some good deals uh, come uh, post uh, Christmas as well for Boxing Day and stuff. So yep. I'm looking uh, forward to that. Uh, I've been using my Apple TV. TV yes, the new Apple TV. Yes. Uh, an, an app finally came out that I've been waiting for that now changes everything for me. On How do you Apple mean? TV. Okay. Uh, so the big thing with the new Apple TV is that they've opened it up to app developers, just like the iPhone and the iPad. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I do a lot of is 
I I collect a lot of movies and and TV shows, uh, you know, that I download. Yeah. Uh, and typically in the past, the Apple TV wasn't really able to play those. No. Now because apps can be made by any developer, uh, there's one called Infuse, and I install that on my Apple TV, and I can point it to uh, my Plex server or any computer in the in the home that has content. That has content, and now I can watch it through this this app. Oh, how's the interface? It's fantastic. It'll yeah. actually populate all the movie art and the TV show art and yeah. the descriptions of the the that's shows brilliant. and the actors and, and everything like that. Yeah. So it's changed everything for me. That's been that's a huge change because previous to that you would have to have those movies in your iTunes and it was just a pain in the butt to, to yeah, access the content. Yeah, the easiest thing for for people. But yeah. now this this now makes this like a must have device in in my home. Very cool. I thought um, to me one of the coolest things about the new Apple TV was the. Um, the fact that Siri's built into it now. Yes. So you can actually talk to the TV. Yeah, that and, is cool. And it actually, uh, you know, you ask it for like, show me all the movies with dinosaurs in them. And it yeah. basically showed, it just returns all those results. I know. And then you can go, yeah, but only the ones in the last two years. Like, yeah. It's amazing and it how good it is. searches those results down to the next two. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's very cool. Going to go to the phone lines here, 604-280-9898. We've got uh, Scott on the line. Hey, Scott. Oh, hi there. Hi. Uh, I was looking at... Um... External hard drives. Uh, one that caught my attention for its versatility was Seagate because yes. it apparently offers uh, with a Mac you can also use the PC and you can download from your iOS devices. But Seagate don't have really high reviews. I'm wondering if other drives have similar feature sets as rich as that, or or Seagate pretty much. Uh, the no, there's other yeah, want. there's other good ones out there. Western Digital they yeah. make uh, a lot of uh, great uh, drives. I I've got a few Seagate drives. Yeah, I would. I was going to say. Um, I think Seagate is 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 one of the best uh, manufacturers out there yeah. uh, as far as hard drives go, and sometimes um, a higher price point than yes. than even Western Digital. Yeah, you know, when you're looking for hard drives, always make sure you know get the best uh, ones with the best warranty. Uh, you know, they're anywhere from one to three years on those things, and you know the reason why is it's a hard drive, it's moving parts, and especially with the uh, the external versions, uh, you know, you're bumping those things around. Uh, but uh, from my experience, I've used Seagate uh, drives for years now. Um, I've I've even got uh, a couple hooked up to one of my home uh, media service that. I don't know. They've been going for about seven years. Yeah, and, and I would be no surprised problems. if most of the new drives today don't aren't cross-platform. Yeah, they'd have to be. Yeah, literally. So uh, you know what? Go down to one of the the London drug stores. Uh, the computer department guys are awesome there, mm-hmm. and they can actually uh, even recommend some other uh, models for you as well. But yeah. uh, I love Seagate. Yeah, talk about a personal uh, experience in retail. Yeah, the, the London Drugs computer stores. Yeah, they're awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I used love to them. hang out there as a kid when I was Did growing you? up. Yeah, like when I was like in my twenties, I'd go to like. Did London you have Drugs. no friends? <laughs> Not that they're not friendly there, but uh, they are good guys. Yeah, uh, I, I love going in there because they know what the, they're talking about, and uh, you know, never have any issues recommending uh, people to go there as well because I know they get looked after. Yeah. We're going to have to take another break. When we come back, we will take some more of your calls. Don't forget, we're going to uh, hear the app of the week from Christina later on in the hour as well. You're listening to Get Connected. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here. I've got and not Andy, AJ Vickery, <laughs> filling in for Andy uh, today. Andy's uh, doing some flooring. I think he actually tweeted uh, what he's actually working on today for anyone who uh, cares at get, at get Connected now. I'm always amazed by Andy. That guy just can fix anything. Yeah. And you know how he figures it out? Yeah. YouTube. 
Yes. Yeah. He wanted to learn how to install flooring in his place. Yeah. And he, he just watches YouTube videos. Wants to build a new fence, watches YouTube videos. Amazing. Yeah. You can do the anything. The fence has fallen down several times. but You do anything on YouTube. You I can. once poured coffee all over the console of my car, yes. a, a whole electronic multimedia interface. Yeah, you freaked out. And I talked to the I talked to the um, uh, the guys at, about getting that fixed, and it was you know is two two to three thousand dollars because all they were going to do is replace the entire part. Yeah. So I went to YouTube and watched a video on how to basically pull the entire thing apart. Yeah. I took it down. And to so it a, cost you four thousand to get it all back together. Right? No, 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 okay. no, no cost. Yeah. Took it all apart. Washed all the plastic parts. Took the electronics down to an electronic store. Oh, I remember that. For yeah. 50 bucks, they put it in a, in a solvent bath, returned it to me, yes. dried it, yeah. assembled it. Works like a charm. Oh, aren't you proud 50 of 50 bucks. Aren't you proud of yourself? But that's, that's the Andy way. I'm $1,500 ahead. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to the phone lines here again. We've uh, got Linda on the line. Hey, Linda. Hi. Um, Hi. I want to make uh, a little family movie. With uh, photos, voiceover, music, uh, I'll embed a little video in there, that sort of thing. Can I do it in Windows Live Movie Maker, or do I need a Mac? Uh, What's the simplest way to accomplish it? What what do you got now? Do you have a Windows machine? Yes. Yeah, then, you know, have a look at uh, the the Movie Maker, the the Windows Live one. Uh, I've used it many times just to put together some, uh, you know, quick or, or nice little home movies. And they've got all sorts of different features. You can import pictures and... Uh, any uh, home videos that you've taken with your uh, your camcorder or even your smartphone, uh, for that matter. And uh, it's like a little timeline. You just kind of drag and drop the little pieces in there. And then you can do voiceovers if you've got a microphone and, and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, I think it's one of those projects where um, if you start it uh, and you get into it, it could become one of those hobbies that you just love, you know? Yeah. You know, or you're going to totally hate it and you need to find... Or you get sucked into the vortex and <laughs> yes. spend days and days editing it. But yeah, it's fun. You know, uh, a lot of these programs like Windows Movie Maker, even iMovie, uh, they, they really try to make it easy now with templates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just kind of populate, uh, you know, it with the content that you've created and uh, it'll actually kind of make the movie for you. Yeah. Uh, another good program, uh, you can get it for the Mac uh, or uh, a Windows machine, is Adobe's uh, Premiere Elements. And, uh, you know, we actually do a lot of TV shows and, and video editing ourselves. And all our guys, professionals, they use uh, Adobe Premiere. Uh, so Adobe's come out with kind of more of a, a home-friendly one called Premiere Elements. Yep. And uh, that's, it's cool. It still makes it super simple, but it has a lot more features than Windows Movie Maker yeah. uh, or iMovie. I, I would even go as far as to say the, the almost the full engine of the professional that we're using to edit like full TV shows and everything is in that application, but yeah. they put a layer over top that's to more simple. more friendly, yeah, more drag and drop and and easier to use. But but you know, um, we talked about YouTube in terms of tutorials. There's lots of great uh, resources out there, even online courses that you can take uh, to help you um, learn to use these programs more efficiently. Yeah, uh, for example, Linda. There's actually a website called Linda.com. Uh, that's with a Y, and they've got all sorts of tutorials and stuff up there, and I think there's like a uh, a free period where you can check stuff out uh, as well. So uh, YouTube videos, which we were talking about uh, just before we took her call, uh, that can actually help you uh, learn some of these things too. But you know what? The best thing is just to load it up and start dropping stuff in and, and testing it out. Mm-hmm. That's how you and I learned. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to jump here to uh, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hi there. Um, I've got a, an HP laptop that I've owned for quite a few years, and I was 
I was looking to put an SSD drive in. Yeah. Now, I just have the regular computer that ran on its own. No, I don't have a disc anymore. I don't know anything about that part of it. But um, how do I put in an SSD drive if, if all I've got an SSD drive, and how do I put software on it? And and to, just in terms of the upgrade, um, uh, what's your main driver to, to go to it? Well, like, what's your main uh, reason you want to go to an SSD? You need more space and faster? Uh, just that whole startup. I have my wife's got a MacBook Air and just that yep. instant turn on. Yeah. yeah, so you know the big thing with SSD drives, uh, they're faster than traditional hard drives because there's no moving parts. It's all kind of uh, flash-based memory, kind of like a digital memory card, yes. really, for your camera, but yes. now kind of hard drive size, essentially. Yeah. So you know, a lot of the, the new machines, like the gaming machines, for example, uh, they come with SSD drives uh, because you know, the gamers like to have the operating system loaded on that so it you know, starts up fast and, and runs fast. Uh, a lot of the new Mac uh, books, they're all running SSD drives as well to make them thinner and faster. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you want to do uh, that upgrade, then you're probably best off to uh, get some support just because you're, you are going to need to move. Um, once you put it in the new drive, you're going to need to load your entire operating system and all the drivers specific to that HP laptop all back onto it. And all that information that you might want to take from your personal files and everything, you might want to transfer that over as well. So um, your laptop, I'm, I'm making an assumption, but it probably doesn't have the room inside to put in two. So you're probably going to have to take the old one out and put a new one in. Yeah. I'd suggest maybe if you don't have a lot of experience with those things taking that into a computer store like like lend the drugs or, or anyone that you're comfortable with to to get that upgrade yeah and go in go in and talk to them uh they've also got uh you know there's software that can clone your your old hard drive onto the new one uh as well and they've got little kits and stuff that can can do that but uh again uh you can talk to them and uh see if you feel comfortable enough to do that or get so here's a question for you mike do okay. you think that um that the reason being that, you know, the laptop takes a long time to start up, and you know how PCs are as yeah. they age and they get all these things in them. Do you think that the SSD drive is going to give that instant on in comparison to the Mac Air? Because it depends how old the laptop is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you, you know what kind of processor, how much RAM you have in there? Yeah. Um, the SSD drive, yeah, it'll speed it up, but will it be dramatic enough yeah. uh, for... Uh, for what you're trying to achieve. For what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So you might also want to just look online just to, you know, some people do benchmarks on these things to see how fast Windows loads up on different types of machines. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to take a break, but when we come back, it's that time. App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and AJ here in studio today. Quickly, the prize uh, this week. The Logic's clear guard for the Apple MacBook. This is a, uh, a clear case that you can put uh, on your beautiful new Apple MacBook. Uh, I've, I've got one, AJ. That's like the best computer I've ever got. Yeah. It is like, it's like beautiful. But now, I can't win this one, but if you've got a beautiful laptop like that, you want a clear case like this to protect it. Yeah. If you want to try to win, hit our website, <laughs> www.getconnectedmedia.com. App of the week time. We've got Christina Stoyanova in studio. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What do you got for us? Uh, I have a Christmas-themed app this week. Oh, okay. We're getting in the spirit. Finally. Right. Yeah, you're <laughs> kind of like the Grinch around the office, so I'm excited. To oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> so what have we got? Uh, we have the Google Santa Tracker. Oh, oh, okay. 
So if you've got kids or grandkids, this is a good one to keep them occupied with. So uh, Google does uh, the Santa tracker using their Google Maps. So starting on the 24th, they'll track Santa's progress around the world as he drops off gifts for everyone. Um, But in the meantime, it's sort of set up like an advent calendar where it unlocks a different activity every day. So up till Christmas. Yeah. 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 So there are some games on there and some videos. And there's even uh, a little game that helps kids get the basics of coding. Oh. So you're directing this little elf through this maze and it shows you um, what the code would be to correspond oh, with subver- that. Subversive. So Google is actually trying to, to train kids <laughs> to be coders so that they can get them. Suck get them, them in. Suck them into the Googleverse. Um so how do how do they track Santa? Is like the NSA involved in this, or like do they put little trackers on him? They must have a GPS on him. Yeah, and yeah. is he okay with that? Does he know? I think he knows. I think he's all right with it. Uh, available for? <laughs> it's available for Android. Um, so no iOS, but yeah. I actually. <laughs> You know, don't get too excited there, AJ. (laughs) There is actually a website and um, it's mobile responsive. So I tested it on my iPhone. I was actually just playing around with the elf. It's kind of fun, even for a grown up. (laughs) Um, And it works just fine on on the mobile website. And it's $28? No, it's free. It's free. It's free. AJ, your your little one is getting Christmas... Yeah, kind of must understand. Yeah, coming up on two, so sort of into the singing of the songs, and and it'll be interesting to see whether she completely freaks out at the big man, big red man with the big white beard. But you can show the Santa tracker. Yes, like easy. I'm looking to download it right now. Yeah, I um, Google Santa, Google Santa in the Play Store, and that's the best way to bring it up. Very cool. So on your Christmas wish list, uh, AJ, obviously TVs uh, as far as technology. Christina, what do you want? Oh, I don't know. That list is huge. Yeah. Technology-wise, though, anything? Um, Yeah, I think I'm starting to eye up the Apple Watch. I was skeptical at first, but you've been sporting one for a little while now, so. Uh, look, I forgot to put it on today. Yeah. <laughs> I actually put it on every day now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love the, the notification thing. Yeah. Have you done many phone calls through it? No, that's crazy. You haven't done it yet? Because I actually took a, had a call with someone the other day, and they're like, oh, man, I called you on my phone by accident, on my watch by accident. And they're like talking okay, to me. Tracy. <laughs> yeah, total Dick Tracy. And so I was like, they're like, um, how do I how do I get this over to my phone? Damn. It, 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 yeah. So the first couple then you're of minutes. you're just a weirdo, right? Huh? Talking to your watch. Still though. Yeah. You should try it. No. You should just like, see. Maybe it's not weird. People are going to laugh at me. Huh? No, I mean, it does a lot of fantastic things. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, it's got this really great transit app now. It's fantastic. I can just, because I take the train and yeah. the bus in from White Rock. And I can just look at my watch, and it's geosensitive, so it'll tell me when the next bus comes within, like, minutes. It's awesome. And it's got a tracker on it, so kind of, maybe it's the same thing as Santa Tracker. Must be. Same technology. FYI, that's also available on your phone. Thank you. That's all the time we have left today. <laughs> Thanks, uh, AJ, for filling in for uh, Andy. And uh, once again, thank you, Christina, for joining us. Mike, AJ, and Christina logging off. We'll see you again next week.